start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. What's going on, guys? Episode 98. Getting ever closer to 100, so thanks for sticking around for so long. Uh, we kind of ha- had some stuff going on tonight. Tom's not here. He's up hunting in New York, staying busy, staying outside, trying to get some podcast content, so we appreciate him for that. We had another guest lined up, but he had some family members shoot deer tonight, so he had to bail to take care of some deer, so congratulations to them for shooting some deer. Um, so now you got to hear, we got to interrupt the deer camp series and turn it into a gator camp series. Cause dad and I just got back from shooting some gators. Well, a gator. Um, so we're going to talk about that tonight. Nick's Nick's here. He made it instead of cause Tom bailed. So Nick's here. He's looking at his phone right now. He's very disconnected from the podcast. Yeah. Well, I just gotta, I, I won't say who, but just <laughs> shot big 10 and then it goes on. Oh man. I won't even tell you who just texted me. So I, I don't even care. I'll care later. Somebody's somebody hit. Right. That's exciting. PA, so, New yeah, York, PA, PA. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, so that voice you just heard was my father. He was on not too long ago, and you get to hear from him again. Well, we're gonna hear more from you about this gator hunt. Yeah, you didn't do much. I, I was more of the, the more support. I was the contact guy. Yeah, that got us there. Yeah, but you got to observe from a spot <laughs> I, yeah. that I didn't get to see. Yeah. So no, I, I got to do the ride along, which was. It was kind of cool in and of itself because I had a pretty. I was in the catbird seat. I got to yeah. watch everything happen. Yeah, exactly. So, very still very enjoyable spot. Yeah. I'd sit there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, it was a great time. So I'm gonna kind of turn it over to Nick when he's done texting over there, uh, so he can kind of lead us through this episode and ask us whatever questions he may have because I haven't told you like anything about this. No, actually, you were yelling at me for trying to ask questions. Yeah, you were asking <laughs> a lot of questions before. We I was were excited. Recording. I've never gator hunted before. Um, and I was excited to tell you, that's why I had to yell at you to, cause yeah. I was going to just keep on talking. So, all right. So let's get from the top. You know, we're, we're PA boys. We typically we're out deer hunting. We're out Turkey hunting. Very few um, gators around here. Yeah. I mean, very little. I mean, our only reptile interactions are our rattlesnakes. Yeah. Um, pet smart, pet smart. Yeah. You can go and play <laughs> with lizards there. Uh, but I guess how does one even end up down in Florida hunting gators in October? Well, you got to start by going to Alaska. Yeah, yeah that's so that's where this. See, that's, that's it's where a, it it's an interesting journey. So, like, I want to start from the top. How did you guys even end up in Florida in pre-rut archery hunting? All right. So, well, this fall when when I went up to do some moose and brown bear hunting with uh, Alaska Elite Outfitters, uh, we had a new guy in camp, uh, young fella by the name of Clayton Schlitt, and he is from Florida, and uh, turned out to be a fantastic addition to. Alaska lead outfitters up there and uh it was kind of funny like one of the first 20 minutes that I got to meet him and talk to him a little bit he made the comment that uh well you guys should come down I got a couple gator tags you should come down and and hunt gators with me 
And I looked right at him, and he said, it's 20 minutes into meeting the guy. And I was like, don't go telling me that, because I'm going to take you up on it. I'll be showing I, up at your doorstep. You probably hear those sort of invites <laughs> often. Yeah, you do. And, and a I lot mean, of them are very sincere and stuff. But, you know, but I was letting most them know of right them out don't of the pan gate. out, though. Yes, yeah, timing and Yeah, I'm sure else. they all mean it, but it, mm-hmm. the chances of them, of every invite you get in Alaska panning out is probably pretty slim, I would imagine. It is. It is. But, uh, but a lot of them you don't pursue as hard as others, you know. And, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I joked around with Clayton and said, hey, I'm telling you, I'm going to show up at your doorstep and I'm going to have a case of beer in hand and, and a flashlight. And My gonna, gator gun. We're going to go gator hunting, <laughs> with, however you do it, because there's a lot of ways to hunt gators, you know. And uh, But as we as we hunted together throughout the course of the season up there, we continued to talk about it and kind of solidified the, the program and what we were going to do. And he told me how he does it. And um, like I said, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat and, uh, I can't imagine there being a way of doing it that's much more fun yeah. <laughs> than, than the way Clayton does it. So. Yeah, we had a blast. So step one, go to an Alaskan moose hunt. Go to Alaskan yeah. moose hunt or brown that's, bear hunt, one of the two. And that's, okay, so that's yeah. step one to get to, to yes. Florida gator right. hunt. Okay. <laughs> then, you, then you meet a guide there who's from Florida. You know, just that's the key part. You know, <laughs> that very important. Find a guide from Florida who's brown bear hunting in Alaska or moose that hunting enjoys in Alaska gator hunting and enjoys yeah. gator hunting. Right. So uh, that's that's probably the most important step right there. Because <laughs> after that, it all starts falling into place. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Gets easy after that. So I remember you, you would relate a few of these messages to Frank while you were up in Alaska about talking to Clayton. Uh, and I remember you got back and all of a sudden Frank told me, he's like, hey, I'm going to Florida in two weeks. So like, yeah, it, it was, was like, it was a very, it was a pretty impulsive, um, play basically. I mean, it was at least for Frank anyway, it seemed like maybe you knew earlier, but Frank was like, yeah, well, in talking with Clayton, I mean, he made it obvious that, you know, he was more than willing to have us down and happy to have us down. And, uh, you know, and, and I think he kind of looked forward to it a little bit too, cause it, it kind of got him up and moving too, to go out there and, and do this, you know, it's. Yeah, it's it's no different than anything else. It's it's fun to go, go pheasant hunting, mm-hmm. but it's more fun to go pheasant hunting with a couple friends. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Agreed. So, uh, you know, aside from archery, I mean, most hunts are more fun with, with people. With, with people, I do have to agree though, Tom, or disagree a little bit. Tom and I were in the stand together when he killed his buck, yeah. and, and there <laughs> that you was go. pretty damn fun. Yeah, so there you go. It, it's, you know, things things do get better with friends yeah. and, and family. So, so yeah. So when we got back, I mean, we. Clayton and I kind of had all the details worked out. It was just relaying them to Whitey there. And, and well, and you uh, got back and you didn't have like an exact date hashed out. And then no. he kind of was like, yeah, we're probably going to do this. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I went to, I was at work one day and he texted me out of the blue. He's like, Hey, what are you doing this date, this date, and this date? He's like, we're, I'm, I'm about to book, you know, our airplane to go down there. I was like, Oh, well, I guess I better see if I can get off. So I talked to my boss and he's like, yeah, you're good to go. So that day we booked the plane tickets and done deal. We were going. Was it weird leaving like at the peak of archery hunting? I mean, you're like, you I missed Halloween weekend. Yeah. I said that last week on the podcast and Tom was laughing at me. I was like, it kind of sucks. I'm about to miss, you know, like what it's definitely my favorite weekend of archery hunting is Halloween weekend. And I was like, it sucks. I'm going to miss that. Tom's like, Oh yeah, it sucks. You got to go shoot gators down in Florida. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't suck that much. But. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you were missing it for, you know something, something else. stupid yeah. yeah so like you know goldfish's birthday or something yeah. like that like it was like you're going <laughs> going gator hunting so i mean it's yeah. it if was, you're gonna miss is, archery hunting yeah it, it, it was a pretty good mm-hmm. excuse mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, well, when it's something you've never done before, yeah, you're, oh, you're yeah. as green as green can be. And I, mean, I don't think it doesn't matter what it's the not experience. even anything similar. You know, it's not no. like, no. you know, there's nothing you could even come close to. Like, oh yeah, well we did this, so it's kind of like that. Like you can't even relay that sort of. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing, um, nothing up here that's that's similar to that. So you guys get down there, and I guess maybe talk a little bit about how you guys were approaching your gator hunting because you said that there's many different ways to do it you know swamp people does their thing on the discovery channel but i know you guys did a little bit i don't know if barbaric's the right way <laughs> to call it but i mean like just no it's it's a legitimate more, way of, well, not, i guess probably primitive primitive is primitive, probably a yeah. better word than barbaric and um, it's but, it's one of like the few legal ways to do it because like on swamp people, they're doing it commercially, and commercial rules are different from recreational rules. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of different guidelines we had to follow. Like when you see the guys on swamp people doing it, we can't do what they do. Mm-hmm. It's against the law. So we had to go about it a little bit different way. And the way Clayton does it and the way we did it, he showed us, was you basically just rip around in your airboat and you have a spear. Just like, It has like a detachable tip it's almost like uh it's not really like a bow fishing tip it looks kind of similar but it actually detaches i mean is it like almost like a harpoon it is, it, a, it, harpoon. It is, a, it is a harpoon okay have you ever seen a primitive seal spear that has a detachable head the, the line kind of attaches to the center of the of it so when it goes in it wants to I flatten think out like it maybe works like, like your earth anchor yes yes that's a okay. great yeah right? okay the way an earth anchor works for trapping Mm-hmm. It's designed to go straight in, but when you try to pull it back th- out, it flattens out. I think the only time I made it, like, and this is probably a really dumb comparison, but like, <laughs> uh, as soon as I started, Frank will laugh. Um, but in the movie Rudolph, who's the dude <laughs> there? He's got one of those spears. The the guy that's the gold and silver guy. He's always got this pistol, and he Yukon ter- Cornelius. Yes, he had one of those spears with him. <laughs> in one. So. Yeah. That's the only experience I have was a <laughs> childhood cartoon. <laughs> All right. So, so very little. So you're yeah, going to have to really you, break this down. You've got a lot of learning. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, like Whitey was saying, you know, in Swamp People, they go out and they hang baits on hooks and, and they'll, put them. A, they'll put 100 baits and out and they come them. back looking for one that's still on a hook and, and shoot them with a, with a 22 and, uh, and so be it. And mm-hmm. we, can't, we couldn't do that. We had, you know, you, we could put a bait out, but, you really could only put. I think you can only put out one. That's all we ever did because you had to stay to, tethered like, to that. Yeah, you were saying you, you could, had to stay. You couldn't attached. like we couldn't go hang baits and then go circle back, come back the next morning, even though they there wasn't a hook on them. Yeah, that's a, another thing. We couldn't use a hook. They have it's a it has to be a two inch dowel, dowel. just a wooden dowel, and you that's could, what on, with your with your yeah. There's, a, you there's bait. So on you're it. not yeah. the way you guys are doing this. It's not really like. You're not hooking. catching it. You're not catching that gator. You, You're it's attracting. a locator. It's a lo- okay. You see he, a gator that you think, okay, I want to kill that one. You drive by and see that's a good gator. So you throw your bait out, and it's attached to a buoy, and that dowel rod, we used beef lungs is what because they float. Mm-hmm. So they come up and grab it, and then they swallow it. And the reason why you use the dowel is because they can regurgitate it, unlike a but hook. But not easily. Yeah, it's not easily regurgitated, but they can. Or if it breaks off inside of them, they can pass it'll, it'll it pass and it, it won't correct. kill okay. them. So what we would do, just, you know, you throw your bait out. Then once they take it, it's more of a locator. So you yeah. can find where they are. Follow the tether from well, you to always, the bait. Yeah, you're always, yeah, because they can take that line 
you know, and they're going to dive down and go crawl underneath something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that buoy helps you know. He's okay, right so here. even though I've got this line here at the front of the boat, and I know the gator's over there someplace, you know, if he's got 60 feet of line out in front of you, you know, you got a better idea where he went because you can see the buoy up there. Then you can get a little bit closer and kind of hone in on them. We did not capitalize on the bait at all. We had some take it, but then once we tried to figure out where they were and get a location on them so that we could spear them or, you know, get a hold of them to take them, they would regurgitate it. And it supposedly they don't regurgitate it near as often as what we ran into, but it happened every single time. And we had a couple of nice gators on a few times on the baits but they it just didn't pan out three so. of them were really good gators yeah i mean they were i mean really good gators for where we were at they were yeah. in that nine foot range mm-hmm. which uh i feel like any gator that's is to me is big yeah <laughs> when it's your first one it's like moose hunting when it's your first one they're all huge yeah, <laughs> yeah like when the only lizard animal you've ever seen is like geckos in a fish tank yeah like, we saw some of those too yeah they were all over the place <laughs> now, now how do they do with the wooden dolls uh, yeah no there were quite a few little chameleons running around down there so so you get one on your bait well i guess in the perfect scenario then you guys are in fan boats correct i don't know if we mentioned yeah. that yeah so yep. fan boats like does that seem to scare the gators much like are they well that goes, are they like educated at the point where it's like fan boat means somebody's trying to spear me it, it really does depend because I'm sure a lot of them are educated. And that's kind of how it leads. The airboating leads into baiting because the spear that we were talking about, if you're just riding around, you're cruising around 10, 15 miles an hour, find some eyes. And then just when we're at night, I don't think we, we said didn't, that. We did not say yes, that. This yeah. is all at night. All at it? night. We didn't go out until 10 o'clock at night. So we would just go out and look for eyes ride up on them and if you know a lot of the time they would let you get right up next to them before they would go under and then if it was something that you wanted you'd make a quick assessment of what you see of the gator if it's a good enough one to take throw the spear and hit it with the spear and then so you're literally the throwing the spear it's not yes. like a, it's not like a, a no, harpoon you're, where you're shooting it no, no you're, you're throwing, throwing it. it okay yeah it's you, more like throwing a javelin yeah mm-hmm so you ride up on it, and if it stays up to where you can see it and throw the spear, you throw it, and then that barb detaches. Where do you? Where are you aiming? You're throwing. You're th- behind you're the hope- head. You're trying to get back yeah, into like yeah. the chest the cavity behind that. Something where you can get good penetration. Yeah. Because I mean, like I'm that. assuming the top of their skull, I've heard, is extremely hard. Yes. Oh yeah. Clayton we so, like, hit one. We hit one. It was like doink. Sounded like you hit a rock. Yeah. Okay. That's, and, that's what, was, what I was saying. I assume you're not aiming for its head. Like you're no, you want to get go- back behind it hopefully hit some softer skin that'll be easier to penetrate because mm-hmm. even like square in the middle of the back you're hitting the we had some hits there that you know you just you don't go in you don't yeah it doesn't do any doesn't damage to it it just goes it hits and bounces right off you don't get it in and that's that he, he swims away <laughs> so, but uh but yeah a lot of your time and like i said the lake we were on we knew wasn't going to be like this big trophy yeah, 11, nothing 12, but 11. 13 foot gators. We weren't, mm-hmm. we knew going in, we probably weren't going to see any of those, but the expectation of killing an eight foot plus gator. Very good. Was very, very good. And we had, what would you say, probably half a dozen, eight good opportunities at an eight plus gator? We had definitely more than that okay. on an eight plus gator. I bet we had yeah. probably like 30 well, opportunities. Well, when, when I say those were, where we actually made an attempt with the bait, made an attempt with the spear. I bet you know, it was still no, around we, 30. 
We saw. Hundreds of thousands that. of gators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We saw thousands of gators, but That's we insane. probably saw 200. It, it, like your target size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, just because you see them doesn't mean you've got Yeah, you don't have an opportunity. Oh, I've yet. seen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like no, archery mean. hunting and the you see the buck you want, but he's 75 yards away. That's Don't even remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been there. So, so it, there is a lot of, you know, good luck involved. And, and, and like I said, and for us, everything was brand new. So mm-hmm. we could have made mistakes and Whitey and I wouldn't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did catch on a few things that I did wrong the first couple nights. And uh, there was w- at one point, Clayton threw the spear. And then we also have like a gaff hook that you can, you're allowed yeah. to throw um, to like kind of, that's another like locating thing that you, if you see like, okay, there's some air bubbles or you see his mud trail go, you can throw that gaff hook and get them. Uh, Clayton throws the spear, missed the gator, and the gator like, just gave such a perfect opportunity as it was swimming away from the spear. And I did not have that gaff hook between my legs to throw it. So I'm fumbling around trying to get back to it. It was like just behind me and I throw it out and it was just, it was, couldn't be more textbook on the gators part for me to get them. And I throw it and it goes, it stops like three inches short of the Mm. gator and I'm like, what the heck? And I looked down. I was standing on the line. I'm like, ah, Doink. sucks. <laughs> and I definitely would have had him. And that was probably like a nine-footer. Because yeah, he even paused. He like paused yeah. and had two-thirds of his body out, out of the water, water. up wow. on top of all the reeds, and just sitting there looking at us like he didn't know what to do. Yeah. You, know? you like, caught him oh, by we... surprise. Yeah. And, well, not really because Clayton had already thrown the spear at him yeah. and just missed him. And he never moved. Mm-hmm. It was the spear, is there a back. tether on the spear? Yes, yes, it's got a buoy. And it's got a buoy, too. Everything's got buoys and tethers. and Yeah, so you're never So you're just something. tangled with lines everywhere. There's yeah. all kinds Between of Between your bait and your, yep. your buoy, your yep. spear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's lines all over the place. So that that's why I was standing on that gaff line when I threw it. And mm-hmm. it uh, didn't end well. We mm-hmm. did not get that gator. Yeah. yeah, you got fishing poles. and Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of crap. <laughs> Plenty <laughs> yeah. of stuff to... To screw up when you're a rookie. Yeah, yeah, and we were definitely rookies and made some mistakes, but it was it was a lot of fun learning it. You know, it was mm-hmm. like he said, it was. We were talking about it beforehand, and it was we'd ask each other questions, and it's like I literally have zero clue about any of this. Like, what's about to happen? No mm-hmm. idea. So everything was totally new, and I think we did pretty good for being as new as like you got a gator oh, your first yeah your first hunt. Well, and and the gator we got, I'm not lying when I say we had could have killed 200 of them that size that size that we just rode up on got to them had a perfect easy shot mm-hmm. and no we want one bigger you know because mm-hmm. when we ended up taking was what just under seven just, feet yeah just under seven you know and i'm telling you we if if all you wanted was a seven foot gator you could get them all night every i night. mean in a, the first half hour you could have had an opportunity mm-hmm. of three of them you mm-hmm. know but when we'd ride up on those we'd just kind of no, it's not what we're looking yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And then I think the only real reason we took it was to have some gator meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Clayton wanted to fill and some kinda, tags. It kind of wraps and... up the experience too. I mean, yeah. you know, because yes. a lot of, I mean, hunting is never a guaranteed. Right. Um, if if you're measuring your success by killing, it's never guaranteed, but it does kind of wrap up the full, full experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it honestly, Nick, if if we wouldn't have taken that gator on the last couple hours of the last night there. 
It had been right. the, the most successful, one of the most successful hunting trips I've ever been on. Oh I yeah, had. I'm just, I'm not. That's not what I was getting at. Just more yeah, or no. less, like yeah. it but kind it of is, ra- nice. it, it fully wraps the experience yes. up. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but, uh, so I guess comparing gator hunting, um, is it more on the lines of like hunting or like fishing when it in terms of like excitement and the catch and stuff? Because like like oh, more like hunting, I think. Yeah, really? I definitely would. Because like, like I look, I have this or this conversation with Luke a lot, and you know, because Luke loves fishing, doesn't care for hunting, and he said it's because he gets so many opportunities and so many catches throughout the day. But I always bring it back to like, I get one opportunity at a big buck in PA. Mm-hmm. You know, like it builds up so much, and I didn't mm-hmm. know where gate. Like I know you guys saw a lot of gators, but it sounds like there's so much work involved that like when you guys finally did. Well, and that's why, because like every time you rode up on a gator, like you see some eyes out there, and you're riding up on it, you're like, okay, like it's about to happen. Like this is going to be like that buck that's at sixty yards that doesn't. Yeah, and then you know you're getting closer and closer, and you're seeing it, and then you kind of like get a view of it, and like the spear comes up, you're like, okay, it's about to happen, and then you miss or he goes away. Okay, so it's definitely more like close calls with archery hunting than losing a fish. Yes, definitely. To to me. It was all, it was more like a trapping experience where okay. I go and put 30 traps out and now I'm going to walk up to all my 30 sets. And every time I get close to one, I have that anticipation of, is there going to be something in the set? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe I can see that set from a distance and I see an eye, you know, and, and, uh, depending on the set, you know, I mean, is it, is it a coon? Is it a fox? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How big? Uh, you know, yeah. You're right. You know, is it something I didn't want? You know, and, uh, skunk. So, <laughs> skunk. <laughs> But, you know, so there was kind of that same kind of anticipation because it was like repeated over and over and mm-hmm. over. And sometimes you'd see those eyes and know right away from 100 yards away, that one's not even worth going over there. Oh, you know? okay. You know, ideally, if you could have one that would look right at you, you could see how far apart their eyes were, mm-hmm. which and gave you a real good indication as to whether or not that was So their head wanted. size really makes a difference. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, but if you're only seeing one eye from the side and it's everything in the swamp, you know, glitters at night, you know, when you shine a light on it. Yeah. And even like a two foot gator, you see its eye from a hundred yards away. Its eye looks like it's a freaking saucer out there. It looks huge glow really hard depending. Yeah. If you hit it just right angle, you're hitting it on. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be a tiny gator or a huge gator. You have no idea just by one eye. So you got to ride up on it and see what you're really looking at. But if they're looking right at you and you get both eyes, then you can get Mm -hmm. a pretty good indication right away. Um, was there any sort of, um, I don't want to say fear, but like adrenaline that comes with like hunting a predator, kind of like when Frank and I, and you started snake hunting, you know, putting yourself like almost at an even playing field where the snake can do some serious damage back to you. Is there, was there any close feeling with gators? Cause like they can attack. I mean, there's. From my seat, no, I was up on the Yeah, the way top. the fan boat watching. set up, he was way up, up high. Oh, okay. I was you know, sitting, like, right on the bow. Okay, so maybe this is a better so question was, for you. Yeah, Whitey was more assisting. How would you explain, like, your first – is your first gator hunt. Like, go through, like, your first encounters with, you know, an eight-foot gator. You know, because you, you're within a few feet of it. it oh, yeah, it, there you feel him, like, touch the bottom of the boat all yeah. the time. But, like – You're within the strike zone, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. You're so, like, I guess go through that feeling a little bit. But the way we were hunting them, I'm sure there are ways that people hunt them that uh, you would feel that, like being in the strike zone and you would feel like, okay, 
I could possibly get nailed by this thing right now. But there was never any point when we were cruising around like, okay, that thing could have got me. Because like I said a little bit ago, most of the time we were riding around in the airboat and we're going 10, 15 miles an hour. And then when you roll up on the gator, if you see one, you slow down a little bit, but you're passing by them fairly quickly. It's not like you pull up mm-hmm. and park on top of them and they're right there on top of you for a second. You're rolling by them and the spear goes out or you don't get the spear out and you're like, okay, okay so you're let's not like a, a sitting bait. duck. No, there. no, no. Okay. Okay. That makes a big difference then. Yeah. No, the so, closest time you're kind of a sitting duck is when they take that bait and swallow it. And then you're, you're reaching in the water and pulling, pulling on your that. string up and trying to get Which, yourself. Uh, you've seen a, there's been videos I've seen online of guys pulling those and all of a sudden gator, gator right at the there. side of their kayak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so that's the only real time where you get like up close and personal with the gator. And even then, with the baits, we didn't really have that because there was that dowel, and they you didn't want to put pressure on that. You didn't want to pull them in with mm-hmm. that because you don't want you're them just to, following you're the just, lead, right? I mean, I just to me, a, a, hunting an alligator is like the closest you can come to like hunting a monster. If you think, of, I mean, sure, I mean they're like a prehistoric animal. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. With, I mean, their teeth are just so jagged, and I mean, they look like a dinosaur. It's like I didn't know. It's got to be a, a totally a new f- feeling. I would imagine that you haven't experienced with whitetail or moose. Like it's just got to be something different in its in its own category. Yeah, I would. It is. I mean, but. You, when, when everything starts to happen, I mean, you get kind of caught up in the moment and mm-hmm. you just kind of focus on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one that they, that Clayton did put the spear in and, you know, Whitey's trying to pull it in and they're, you know, working back and forth and stuff. And when it got close to the boat, it, it started its thrashing and, you know, we got soaked trying to get the you thing know, close to the boat because they would kind of freak out for a second and... It's like right. when you get a fish close to the boat, it sees the boat and panics and takes off. Yeah, I've and, been shark yeah. fishing where, yeah, it, Man, you get it to the side of the boat and it's like, no, you got another 30 minutes. No. <laughs> yeah, when he gets close and he sees that those lights and sees activity, you know. He don't want to be he near. Doesn't want, he wants to get away, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to stick your hand down there and give him something to bite, but it, uh, it was, like I said, it was just really, really cool. Yeah. Okay, so that, that brought up another question for me. So you you spear it, you're getting it up to the boat. What's the next step? Like getting, obviously like the goal is to get it in the boat, but what's, so you spear it. Then what? then you get it to the boat and bank, hit it with a bank. Stick. Okay. Yeah. You have to, the way we have to, had to do it down there, the legal way to do it, it had to be a kill on contact. Sort bang of stick. Yeah, so basically so a, what they're yeah. using to put down cattle. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. just a bang stick. Clayton pulled it out of a you know little bag and then you just screw it onto the end of a pole and then, Put yeah. a 357 bullet in it and touch it on his head, and he's done. Okay. And then after that, you drag him up into the boat. And you don't have to miss by much, and you don't kill him. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I can't imagine they're well, just holding see, their heads I don't still know, for. I didn't know where exactly to hit this thing. I was, and I was like, Clayton, where should I? He's like, just go right behind his eyes. So I was like, okay. So I went like two inches behind his eyes. And I was like, okay, nailed him starts thrashing going nuts clayton's like closer to his eyes like <laughs> like a, like an inch or a half an inch i'm like well oh that's okay yeah. i but it's, too, it's it's that close i mean you're yeah but what, what's crazy though is like somebody says just behind the eyes i two, two inches, inches is just behind on, on a seven foot animal yeah. two inches behind the eyes seems pretty damn close <laughs> yeah exactly so, so we had to but hit again, it twice. That's, that's our green experience you know, just yeah i had no clue right so yeah which just adds to the fun 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when I hit it, I was like, oh, done. He's cooked. And then Clayton's like, no, I don't think he did it. <laughs> and then it started thrashing. I was like, what the hell? I thought that was perfect. He's like, no, a little, little closer. But the second one, he was done. Yeah. So, so Clayton gets an extra set of kudos just for putting up with us. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and not knowing what to do and, and probably costing us you know, a few gators along the way. And Yeah. But uh, yeah, we definitely could have filled both tags with nine or nine plus foot gators, but because we don't know what the hell we're doing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. He didn't really do much other than watch. <laughs> I was good at watching. I'm, I'm yeah, a good watcher. Yeah, you were killing that. <laughs> yeah, so. you had said that, and a lot of other wildlife to look at. Yeah, on, sure. On the shores, because you're working the shoreline of the lake, you mm-hmm. know, that we were on. So yeah, so we would see deer and raccoons, and mm-hmm. there nice. was. I was telling you a little bit, there was an island out there that has, you know, axis deer and all kinds of different stuff. There's a bunch of exotics on this island out in the middle of the lake that we mm-hmm. were on. And it was just cool. You, you would quit looking for gators at that point and just look at all the different shit that was along the shoreline. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're wading out into the lake up to their bellies. You know, That's little, neat. I mean, little deer too, fawns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and those sicka thinking... deer that we were seeing, you know, sickas aren't big. No, some of them. No, they're. I, th- I think a large seventy pounds. A large, a large bull. I think is they're considered bulls, um, are like ninety pounds. Yeah. I was only, I was looking that up the other day because I'm in the process of mm. planning a sicka hunt. So, yeah. yeah. No, you're sitting there, you're looking at them. I'm like, you'd think there'd be just a, if there was any ten or eleven foot gators close, you'd think they'd be lined up there just waiting to eat one of them little bastards. When they, mm-hmm. Easy when meal, they, you'd oh, think. Yeah, they're walking around like I said, in two foot of water. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you'd mentioned that, you know, part of the reason you had ended up taking the gator you guys did was that, you know, you wanted some gator meat and stuff. Yep. Was this your first time eating gator? I've eaten gator before. But it's uh, probably like store-bought salmon versus fresh uh, Alaskan no, salmon. No, no, it was usually, uh, you know, at somebody's game dinner or something. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of chewy. It's not a real strong-tasting meat. Mm-hmm. You can season it up pretty much any way you want. But, uh but it's just cool to have, like, you go on, like you said, it brings it full circle. You go out on this gator hunt, you kill a gator, you want to eat the meat from it, you know. And yeah. We were talking about giving it to Clayton because he did all of this for us. You know, he taught us everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you guys keep it. And so it was really nice of him to let us keep all of the meat. How did you guys eat it? Like, how was it prepped he, well, when he, you guys were down he there? He had some from, yeah. you know, previous gator. I don't know if it was last year's gator leftover or whatever or something. Maybe his dad, I don't know where it came from, but he had some in the freezer. That they thawed out, and we just, you know, deep fried them. Basically, cook it like, like little nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And That's would, the only they, way I've ever had gator was that, and I did have blackened down in Florida mm-hmm. one time. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right; it's very chewy. Yep. Um, yeah. And tastes however you season it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought. I mean, to me, that's kind of nice. It's it's easy to make it taste good for just about anybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you're getting some real strong, nasty flavored. Critter. That you really have to doctor up to get it edible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You basically, throw it in a pan with some oil, and you're You'll good to go. You'll make it taste. And good. you can make it taste good. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about we need to get together. You, me, your dad, Tom, have a little get together, a little party, drink some beers, and fry up some gator. If you twist my arm hard enough, I'm sure I could get <laughs> probably down. make it happen. <laughs> we were thinking maybe like end of archery season kind of thing. Have a little get together. I'm in. There ain't, it's not like there's a lot of get meat for everybody to to gorge on, but there's enough for. Oh, okay, that, yeah, that's there's, a, that's there's another probably th- thirty pounds. Okay, that's more than I would have expected. Twenty five, thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty pounds. Yeah, maybe. twenty twenty five probably. Yeah, but I mean there'll be enough for everybody to get a taste. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. like the tail, 
there's a lot of bone in that tail yet too. Yeah, we gotta fillet that tail off. I wonder so. if you could do it. Um, now the only reason I'm thinking you said tail, if you could almost do like an oxtail soup, but with gator. Like, do you think you could do something like that where you just cook the meat off the bone? Probably. I, it, I would assume. I don't know how it reacts to like uh, I'm sure cooking. You, I, I've never cooked it, so I don't know how it would go if you. I just if it like if you slow cooked enough to fall apart. I don't know. I don't know well, the consistency of gator. I've only eaten like fried nuggets. And it's Clayton was talking about a lot of people like if they catch like a five foot gator. You know, they'll put the whole thing in a smoke. I've seen they'll, that. like, skin it and cook the whole gator. So I'm assuming, like, what you're saying would be similar to that. You s- just, almost like pork mm-hmm. where it starts to pull. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you look into it, you can find a almost lot of, a lot of good recipes. Maybe, maybe we fire up your smoker with a little chunk of gator tail in it and just see. Yeah. Leave one piece of the tail. Because the tail that we have is in, like, four chunks. So leave one on the bone and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just start playing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure it'll be edible. I mean, like, it's not like, I don't think you could ruin it by smoking it. Six or eight it. beers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You get, It'll be good. You get some bush lights flowing, and you throw enough garlic on it, mm-hmm. it somebody will be able to eat it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Might not like the leftovers the next day, but I'm sure it'll be fine that, that night. night. Oh, man. <laughs> Best thing ever. But I've seen, you know, different videos of guys that walk up and down the different channels in the daylight, and they try to shoot them with a gun, or they shoot them with a bow, and... Uh, and that's all good. Don't get me cool. wrong, but it, <laughs> it, I just can't imagine there being a more entertaining way than that yeah. airboat. Yeah. Because just being in an airboat's fun. It was kind of fun. They're loud. Yeah, I though. can't experience that. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. taste. They'll test your ears. Yeah, you definitely got to have hearing protection. But, uh, but that, like I said, that that element in and of itself to me was worth it. As what's, much fun as the what's hunt. the top speed on one of those fan boats? Clayton said his will do like seventy. And it has, uh, Whoa. Yeah. It was, I think it was a <laughs> it was five, way faster than I was, was expecting. Right? <laughs> it was a six cylinder aircraft motor. In yeah. It? it was a Lycoming. Uh, oh, I toured their plant. I, fi- I was going to say, mm-hmm. I figured you would uh, know a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've watched not that engine itself, but I've watched many plane engines come across their production line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all it is, is an airplane engine it makes with a nice propeller motors. and it'll cook. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure there's some redneck down there with a small oh. block V8. He said all the like <laughs> racing boats because you can get more horsepower out of a car engine. Mm-hmm. So he said when people build racing airboats, it's usually with car engines because you can get more power out. Of Chevy them. small block. He said those guys they they throw nitrous to them and they'll make them things literally fly. I believe it. And he said like that. This is totally off of gator hunting, but uh, they do like a lot of drag racing with airboats. And he said it's a 400 foot drag. And he said they easily get over a hundred miles an hour in four hundred feet. I brought a I bought a truck off a guy that did that. Yeah. He had a five hundred two big block on the back of one that mm-hmm. was insane. Yeah, he said you are zero to a hundred now, like yeah. no joke now. Yeah. So that's you know, insane that, that's, to think that's, though, that's that like a whole other game down there, just the air boating and racing mm-hmm. thing. That's neat. Um, I get it, probably easy answer, but obviously you'd go back. Right. Yeah. Oh, hands Heartbeat. down. Heartbeat. That was definitely one of the most fun hunts I've ever been yeah. on. Like that's it was great. Is there anything you feel like you'd want to change, or that was everything? Be, be, be at, better at gator hunting. Yeah, just be better at it. <laughs> Which I mean, that's you know, comes with. You couldn't expect to be right. the master first. Yeah. yeah. But, I, uh, I feel like you guys got you know or, or a gator. You got a respectable gator. It looks like an alligator, um, but you you definitely obviously there's they get bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you were definitely you were in the game with some big ones. Yeah. Well, and and even as like the first night out, you know, you have no idea what you're looking at. 
you know, even when you mm-hmm. go buy it, you know, we ride up on it and Clayton's got the, the harpoon in his hand. And you see him start to act like he's going to throw and then he backs out of it. Well, all you really see is a couple of eyes and a head. You don't really yeah, you see, see a little bit of body. body. Yeah, you don't see all the way back to the tip of his tail. You don't know how big, big. it really is. Mm-hmm. So so all you have as, as a greenhorn, you just keep looking at eye width and head length as and you ride why up on is, it. You know, he didn't throw at that one. He didn't, didn't throw, throw at that, that one. He threw at that one. What was... Yeah, so... I don't, but you don't know how big that was. You know, mm-hmm. we know in our mind that you know Clayton said, "Well, you know, over really, eight we feet. want something over eight feet. That's very doable on this lake. That's what we're looking for." But that, but you still don't know what. Mm-hmm. You're you judging know, so eight he, foot he, off of seeing its head, essentially, right? Correct. Basically, yeah, and a little and, bit of its body. Yeah, and you know Clayton knew that much far better. Yeah, than he's we been do, doing it his whole life. So, but you're 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 learning to look at that, and then. So now you get an idea of what, okay, that's this size and down isn't eight feet. But you still really don't know what's eight, nine, and ten. You know, I mean, yeah. all you know is it's under. Like, like when we came up on the one that was, you know, that 10 plus. It was, yeah, it I was, bet it was 10 pushing 11. It was yeah, big. It was, it it was so much bigger than everything else we'd ridden by and thrown spears at or mm-hmm. sat on with a bait or, you know, it was just so much bigger than everything else. So you knew and that, that was the first night we saw that one. Yeah. And at that point we had probably seen 200 gators. Oh, he's yeah. Easily. Cause that was towards the end of the end of the night when we saw that yeah. one. And it was when we rode up on it and came past it and Clayton didn't throw the spear, but like we got a look at it and saw it pretty well. And then we set up a bait on it. I mean, it literally me, went down. Me we needed him. two more seconds. Yeah. And Clayton would have been able to throw the spear at it, but it just, it let us get that close. And then do you think that that's like a testament to age with them? Like obviously their brain is pretty small, but (laughs) are they smarter than maybe we think? I'm sure that there is some of that to a degree, but then, you know, the next night you you ride up on one that's, you know, Clayton would tell us that was a nine footer. The one he threw that I missed the gaff on it, literally the spear touched it and it sat there. Yeah. And then we had to like make a loop back around for me to throw the hook at it. So it really depends. Like yeah, and then some that, of the smaller that, ones that we would see would dip really quick. Mm-hmm. So it's Yeah. The one thing I did notice when we were riding around, you know, you'd come into a spot you, you might ride for I don't know, we'll just say a quarter of a mile and not see an eye. <clears throat> you know? And then all of a sudden we'd get to a spot and there'd be like thirty eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, in a 25 or 30 yard stretch Mm -hmm. and almost every time you saw that it was a bunch of three foot gators yeah a bunch of tiny ones just little ones sitting there for whatever reason Mm -hmm. you never rode up into those situations where there was three or four big gators sitting next to each other when when there was a good gator usually by itself or or one or with a pair yeah. You, you think know. it was like a female probably is with? Or? I don't couldn't tell, couldn't tell you. you. Okay. Couldn't I'd be lying if I gave you an answer. But mm-hmm. yeah, rarely did you see a big gator with company. With company. Or if there was like the biggest one we saw, he was all by himself yeah. in that hole. That are, he, are gators territorial like as they get older? From what or? I understand. Yeah, I don't really know, but what Clayton said, usually when you see those big gators, they're alone or with one, maybe, maybe, maybe two others. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, how old, I guess, the gator you guys got? Do you know, did he give you guys age class on how long it takes for a gator? 
Because, like, that was one thing we were shocked with with snakes is it takes, like, seven years mm-hmm. for yeah. a rattlesnake to get to about legal size. Like, I, did, I don't know if there's even legal limits with gators. But yeah, there is. Clayton was talking and we were kind of laughing about it because he said that he was reading the regs book a couple weeks ago. And he said that a legal gator was nine inches from from snout to vent. So a nine inch gator from snout to vent would probably be about like 16, 17, 18 inches. Yeah, it's it's like. You can catch up with your hands and not like, be too worried. You know what? You know what? Vicky Valancourt was eating yeah. on Tom, or not Tom, uh, Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she bit the head off. Basically, that is illegal. That's game. illegal. Game. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I I didn't know if he went over like how long it takes for a gator to hit that seven foot or eight foot or even no, ten he foot didn't, mark. And I didn't ask. No. Clayton almost seemed like he was one of those people like. He just knew what he was doing, and he didn't need to read into why this gator does this you know why he is in like we, with he white learned tails, it by doing it and he doesn't really yeah with white gotcha. tails you and i read everything we can like why is he moving this way at this time of year why is he doing this at this time of the year clayton just knows i've hunted these things my whole life i know this time of year he's going to be here i don't care how or why he gets there i know he's going to be there and that was all that was important yeah, it really is the, probably the proper way to do things. <laughs> yeah, don't don't cloud don't, your mind yeah, with all yeah. that dumb shit. Just yeah, know just get what out you there know and get and, it done. Yeah, and I, you know, it was definitely different in that aspect. You try to compare mm-hmm. it with whitetail hunting because that's what you know. And Clayton was definitely different in that aspect of most like whitetail hunters because they're super analytical. Clayton's just and he does he is very analytical about where they are. He just doesn't give a shit why they got there. He knows that that's where they're gonna be. Yeah, and so, it's probably like he's been doing it for so long. He yeah. probably forgets he almost a little bit that you guys right. are totally ignorant to it. Yeah. You know, he he's such a master at what he does that he doesn't yeah. even think to dumb things down to explain it to anybody else. He right. just this mm-hmm. is how it goes. Right. No, like you said, like, you know, the season's open twenty four hours a day. We didn't no, it wasn't twenty four hours a day. I think oh, you no, said you had cl- to stop at like ten, 10 in the o'clock, morning. Ten in the morning, that's right. And then when's it open back up? I think I don't remember because three o'clock. No, it it was in daylight hours. I can't remember when yeah, though. Because there were people that spent time in the daylight. In the daylight, but, but he, he obviously has done it long enough to where it's not worth his time, mm-hmm. right? We, it was nine o'clock. I think was the earliest we ever went out. Yeah, and you know, part of that was just because the weather was. The first couple of days we had to deal with rain and that's mm-hmm. Florida so though. We dodging, it rains every day in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you? I mean, would you guys fill your time with the rest of the time? I mean. If you're only hunting at oh, his night. Oh, dad put us to work. He had to yeah, cut we were down a couple, trees of, down. He had a couple of oak trees to cut down in the backyard. Uh, so his dad came down and started cutting down trees, and we weren't going to stand there and watch the guy work. So we, yeah. everybody pitched in and helped out. And, uh, the one day we did, uh, Clayton's dad brought his airboat, and when we were all done with the tree work, we went just ripping around in the marsh up on the north end of the lake, just cruising around. Haven't not even doing anything, just riding. Basically, you know mm-hmm. how we four wheeler ride, just they riding just trails. Ride you just ride your airboat through the trails in this marsh, and, and that think, was. I think they said that was like a sixty or seventy mile run. We went. yeah, wow. it took us probably four hours because you know you four maybe five hours. It was oh, it was, it was it a good was, chunk of the day. Yeah, and you just ride around every once in a while. You just pull up, hang out a little bit, you know, talk bullshit, and then there go, are dozens of other people out there. Airboat. Yeah, there's airboats all over the place, and we hit. Two other lakes, and I can't remember the names. Of I them. don't remember them but, either. You know, you'd wow. skate through the marsh, and there's a lot of dry land, and there'd be just a an old airboat path that's got three inches of water in it. 
mm-hmm. you know, but it was actually the they ran the best in that. Yes, because hmm. it was it was just like some wet grass, just enough water to keep it slick, low friction and low friction, and you weren't sinking, so the the boat didn't want to pig down into the water. It just skated. I mean, you hardly had any throttle in the mm-hmm. boat. It was quiet and and just zipped along really good. So. Yeah, and that was honestly just as much fun as the gator hunting just riding around and seeing that part of florida and how those people go have fun like i compared it to four-wheeler riding Mm -hmm. that's what they do instead of four-wheeler riding is ride their airboats around in the marsh and it was hundreds of square miles to go play wow and it was a really 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 cool way to spend the afternoon it was definitely right up there with the gator hunting i i had a lot of fun doing that yeah Uh, how late or early into the morning do you guys gator hunt if you're starting nine ten o'clock at night we were usually done around, it was like three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And so pretty, could, and quite a can, few hours. And you could go longer, but like the, the first two nights we were kind of dealing with rain. Mm-hmm. And the one night was real bad. That's when yeah, it the rain the just one it night. pushed us it, off. How cold was it down there when you got 60? It was in the 80s during 80, the day, 60s, low So pr- for you guys, that probably felt pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but you start moving 25 miles an hour in and an airboat, you're wet, 30 miles yeah. an hour in an airboat, and again, that wind... Wind and I always make it feel cooler. Yeah, and you yeah, get a little bit damp, and... raining and stuff. It makes it pretty cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, yeah, I would definitely suggest to anybody out there that thinks they want to do it, do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it that get way. Spear, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fi- find someone with an airboat. You know, whether you're booking a hunt with one of the outfitters down there, or well, first you, got... you said you had to go to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's that's <laughs> so book good... your Alaska hunt. First. Book your Alaska hunt. Find that guide from, from that lives in Florida, and you can probably find someone who Louisiana, lives in like Louisiana, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, there's gators in other states. Yeah, so but you need you need to find a southern guide. <laughs> Did the guy you guys went with does he ever go to like trophy gator areas? Or? Yeah, he was saying he has a few places that he hunts. It's hard to get tags in certain areas, oh, okay. but he so has other places. Yeah, you don't just apply for a statewide tag. It's specific to areas. Um, but he said there are other places that you can get tags for that you're you're definitely looking more like the ten foot gator rather than the eight foot gator. Gotcha. But from a standpoint of just having fun, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It I mean was, where we were at. Whether, I mean, you were, whether, whether it, it was an eight like foot gator, or a ten gators. foot gator. Yeah, I you bet know, in the, the three days. The fun days. was there to have. I mean, maybe once you put a couple under your belt, you're going to want it. But it's it's harder to get it's those kinda, tags. Probably kind of like whitetail hunting. You know, at first, it's just fun to get out there and see bucks and shoot right. a couple bucks. And eventually, mm-hmm. you evolve to wanting a bigger one. Right. But, but you know, uh, for your first timers, seven-footer is probably, like, I, I'd been through the roof just with excitement. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, and we were passing those seven-footers up left and right the first couple nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we and definitely could have had... A nine footer, no problem. The big one that we saw that was like ten plus, mm-hmm. we didn't have a great look at that. We tried on it, we threw a bait out, but we never had a great opportunity at it. But we had some great opportunities at nine foot gators. Yes, and we just either messed them up or the gator didn't cooperate. Whatever happened, so. And even Cleo, you know, we were talking with Clayton after the that big ten. You know, we sat there for a while with the bait out, and nothing ever happened. And just the way he acted when we first pulled up, you could see his swirl, and he didn't just flat out bail. Yeah, he, he kind of hung right there, hung in this little hole that he was in. And 
you know, we were just, you know, we, I say, you know, Clayton was just, he's had so much success with the bait thing. He's like, well, we're just going to get him on a bait. He's like, this is a done deal. And this will be a done deal. He never even looked at it. Never hmm. looked at it. But, you know, that said, you know, we're all, you, you always second guess when you, things don't work. Oh, you know, yeah. That was probably as good of opportunity to throw that gaff, that gaff hook and try to snag him up and get the, get the harpoon in him. But because you know, we had a pretty good idea where he was just from the swirl of the mud. And it wasn't like it was hundreds and hundreds of yards of water he was in. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a pool that was 20, 30 yards, yards wide. Yeah. So, hmm. but like I said, when, some, when, when your plan doesn't work, it's easy to pick it apart and say we should have done something different. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, and that's just, that's just the way it worked out. You know, he, that, he said that gator's probably been chased a few times. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if he got to that size and that body of water. Yeah. He probably and there's a lot of pressure there. There were a lot of other people gator hunting. Even mm-hmm. at night, you guys could hear and see fan boats oh, all yeah. over? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, Not a ton. I wouldn't say all over. We saw over, a couple every night. But okay, so, I mean, we weren't the only ones out there. Obviously, it's all public down through that. Correct. Correct. And I don't know, what would you say? Maybe a half a dozen other people every night out there? If that, I mean, the if first that. night, I don't think, I think we saw like two people the first night, maybe three or four mm-hmm. the second night. Yeah. But you'd see those people that were sitting in the boat with their fishing pole. Yeah. You know, right at, during the daylight hours, mm-hmm. you know, right at dusk, you know. So, and like I said, I don't, I don't know exactly what time it opened back up at the end of mm-hmm. the day, but. Yeah, we didn't go out until. Do you have to be super quiet when you put your bait out? Because I know, like you said, you're, you're not far from it if you're tethered to it. So like. Did you guys have to? Yeah, we didn't make a ton of noise, but you could talk. We were just drank a couple beers and just chilled and you know talked. Yeah, so you know we just kind of threw it out there and parked the boat on the bank, Mm -hmm. you know, and so yeah, because you're never far from the bank. You're not out in the open water. We're already yeah, we're already running the edge of the lake Mm -hmm. to begin with. So cast uh, it out there and just wait. Yeah, keep you keep your lights off. Mm -hmm. You're not glazing the water all the time but mm-hmm. it uh like i said it was definitely fun and recommended to absolutely anybody that's looking for something a little different it was yeah. never anything that like at least for me you never really think about wanting to do when you're all the way up here in pennsylvania mm-hmm. but now that i know somebody that's gone and done it now it's like okay i gotta go do that yeah, yeah. like that, that at least that's the way it worked out for me like it's mm-hmm. always sounded cool yeah. but you know in, in pennsylvania you never i'm never thinking about gator hunting yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't see them, you know. Right, and you really, I mean, it's if you think about it, who's radar. out there doing gator hunting? Like, you don't ever see, like, on TV besides swamp people. But I don't, I don't even think that's on anymore, is it? I have no idea. I don't think like they kind of they kind of commercialized mm-hmm. gator hunting for a while, but yeah. And there's private land hunts down there, and that's mm-hmm. honestly that's where those really really huge gators come from. Yeah, is, probably. Yeah, those, you're probably right. Private land hunts, and well, I think one of know, the Bomars just killed at like close to a world record gator this year oh really yeah, yeah but when you start talking 12 foot you know, gators even 11 foot gators you all of a sudden you're if you're with an outfitter you're looking at eight nine ten twelve thousand yeah they're dollars. expensive we did not know that yeah Correct. it's not a cheap hunt to go it, you can get cheap hunts for gators but you're for like a five footer for a five to seven footer mm-hmm. but Once if you, you want to get over like to an eight nine ten eight, the price eight, goes up real fast real fast one quick point I wanted to bring up, a little fun fact, is that it was you that was looking at getting boots made 
out of a gator. Hmm. Yeah. Bring up that little. So if you think about it, so seven foot gator, you know, talk a little bit about um, what it takes to make a, a pair of boots out of an alligator. Well, and I don't know if the, I I quit. I got pretty disheartened and stopped looking pretty quick. I looked at a few different websites to see, you know, what can I, because we were talking like, what do we want to do with a gator if we kill one? You know, what are we going to get mounted, tanned? What do we want to do? And I was like, well, I'll just look and see what it would cost to get a pair of boots made. You know, I think it'd be kind of cool. To, get a few made out of a gator, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, we'll see what that's about. So I went on this one website and I clicked on a pair and it was like $4,500 to have a pair of boots made with a skin that you provide. I was like, what? Like, this is not, I was like, okay. Are the I, soul's made of gold? Yeah, it's made out of panda. <laughs> well, that doesn't cost so much. So I was like, I just backed off. I was like, okay, maybe I just clicked on an expensive pair. I'm going to look at some other pairs. The next yeah, some one dude's I, just highballing them. Yeah. So the next one I looked at was like $7,500. I was like, get the heck out like no that's ridiculous and i looked at several i think i probably looked at five or six different websites that made all kinds of different skin boots and alligator was always you know over four thousand dollars maybe i was just looking in the wrong spot but i when i saw that i was if like, you're a okay. seamstress that listens to this that can make boots yeah get old <laughs> make me one start for making far them, less Alli- than four thousand dollars <laughs> Because no. like oh, I would you spent... wouldn't be able to do anything with that now, anyways. Yeah, because we, we skinned it. Yes, you actually have to skin the gator different if, if you're, you're going to use it boots. for leather and to, well to make anything out of oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Not yeah. just boots. But we, what we did, we skinned it for a horn back, what they call a horn back presentation. So we split it up the belly to lay it flat, so that you see all those scales and ridges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you want to do something with the leather to make things out of it, whether it's boots or handbags or wallets or whatever. Top hats. Yeah, you know, top hats or coat. I mean, <laughs> take your pick. You have to split it down the, sp- the spine and fold it out that way because it's, it's mainly the belly, the, that is what belly they fur use. Is, or the you know, belly fur. The belly leather is <laughs> that what shows your inexperience with gators. <laughs> but yes. I'm still, yeah, I'm most tra- people, you only I'm see gators trapper. from the top. They don't realize that there's actually a lot of hair on the belly side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing we learned down there. It's that trapper in me. Everything's yeah. about fur. So, but yeah, so if uh, if you want the leather, you've got to skin it differently than if you were going to do it for display purposes or taxidermy purposes. The, the one point I wanted you to hit, too, was how much leather you needed for that pair of boots. Yeah, was it, it was like so, an eight-foot gator made one pair of boots. Really? Yeah. Like, like you had to – they needed an eight-foot gator – to do a pair of boots. And I thought that was just like, yeah. I'm like trying to pray. I'm like eight foot. Like, are these made for Bigfoot or <laughs> like, yeah. uh, who are these boots? For? Like a Yeti. I wonder like, why that is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't it, know if maybe there's yeah. only a small portion of usable leather on That's a, probably well, what it is. Like is, for boots. Uh, like if there's, well, cause they Clay, probably have to be Clayton a certain was explaining to us the most valuable piece of leather actually comes from there. under the chin and jowl and into the neck. Well, and that's what the, I'm wondering if like, if there's like a certain part of the gator Mm-hmm. That only that is what's sustain or like sustainable for boots uh, because I mean boots take a, a beating. They, yeah. They're you know you even wear dress them, boots. Yeah. Dress boots are going to take a beating. So I wonder if there's only a small section that's suitable, on, that's suitable for leather boots. Um, yeah, well, there's probably only gold and platinum in one part of the gator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because I remember down in Harrisburg at the show we were at, there was a guy that had a booth set up for making boots with your kill and stuff, mm-hmm. and. I, I doubt he was at four grand. I could be wrong because I thought that when Frank told me that, I didn't believe it. So maybe he is. 
but maybe you could find somebody that like makes boots out of like the spine leather that's like really mm. shitty leather for boots but it like looks <laughs> but it cool, looks cool. Mm. so who knows I, I don't know yeah I'd- yeah, you're just talking to the wrong guy here. To yeah, yeah I quit looking of... into it after well, I saw the price tag, so I don't <laughs> know much about it. What's crazy though is either. you can get authentic gator skin boots for far that, less. Yeah, that aren't four thousand dollars. Like, I, I guess they figure if you can afford to go and shoot, I think that has a lot ten, to do with ten it. foot gators, and you want a custom pair of boots made out of your gator. They figure you got enough money to yeah, get your your to... night out probably isn't Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe this guy spent twelve thousand dollars killing a gator that he wants to turn into boots. Here's another hit him four. For another four or five thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And it, you know, in that in that financial class, they're probably bragging about how much they paid. For yeah, boots, exactly. You know? There's three plenty payments. of that out there. Yeah, three payments. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine ostrich. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, in, in, in really the end, I would, I would definitely recommend people explore the opportunity to do something like this. It's especially, like you said, that's the northern. Anytime guys. you do something that's totally foreign to you, because that was what really excited me about it. It wasn't the animal that we were going after. It was the fact that I knew zero about this animal that we were about yeah. to go after. I and you know and you haven't felt that you in know, a long time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like snake yeah. hunting, we felt that, and then deer hunting, you haven't felt that since you were nine. Yeah, like it's it's, it's you cool don't to go you find don't something you, new. There's very few times you'll ever get that first yeah. hunt yeah. And, feeling. And that that should be your what do you guys call it? Your write it in pen. Yeah, moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go out and find something you never it. thought of doing. Mm-hmm. Do something yeah. that's out of your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And go experience something for the first time again. Yeah. And I don't care if you're 20, 30, 50, you know, I'm almost 60 years old. Go find something new and, mm-hmm. and experience it cuz worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's yeah. really worth it and it and it doesn't have to be this big grandioso mm-hmm. uh for lack of better terms trophy kind of thing. Yeah. Just that new experience is well like, worth the trip. Like, like I said, if you're looking for a write it in pen deal to take away from tonight, I think that's probably try yeah. something new. Try something new. Yeah, I like it. Try something new. Uh, was there any aspect of your gator hunting that gave you any sort of like insider knowledge to any other like hunting or fishing up here? Like the like any tactics or something you did that was like, oh, I never thought about it this way. So like for whether it's trapping or fishing, like anything like that, or was it just a totally 100% foreign thing? 100% foreign for me. I kind of expected that, but I was just curious if you, like, with the way you were baiting for them, if you're like, oh, son of a gun, like, I wonder if... You know, when when you're doing it, you want to make suggestions and and have some input, (laughs) but in the end, you know, you're talking to the guy that's been doing it for 25 years or whatever, you know, Clayton's 29 years old, he's probably been doing it since he was 12. Mm -hmm. Uh and I remember his dad saying he had he was he was driving airboating before, airboat he, was before driving. he had a driver's license, you know. So, yeah, anything we're gonna say he's to him, he's probably fusing. heard a hundred times, and yeah, you know, and it's gonna sound ridiculous. And and Clayton's and, a very good hunter. He, yeah, he knows what he's and, doing. And not just everything kidding, he's he a does. good hunter. I mean, I watched him in the last. I think that's something, and that he's a good woodsman, a good swamp person. He's just good. He knows what guy. he's doing. He in knows general. what he's doing yeah. in general, and. So, so that, for me to make a suggestion, sense. he's going to be like, I thought of that 
yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I had the same thought when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first, yeah, I remember yeah. my first beer. Yeah, but he didn't exactly. rub it into, you know, when we'd, we'd talk, he'd listen and make us feel good. But, you know, but it, it, like anything, when you do it, you know, we're, we're having all of our first time thoughts, you know, so oh, we're, yeah. we're trying to work out, you know, okay, this didn't work. Why? What You're thinking out loud, different? essentially. You know, yeah, yes. exactly. And, you know, to Clayton, it's like that didn't work. And you know, I know why it didn't work. You know, he just moves on and forgets it because he's seen it 200,000 times. Ex- exactly. Probably. <laughs> exactly. So you're not as much as you want to have input into the hunt. Uh, you're, you're not going to tell the guy anything that he doesn't mm-hmm. already know. You know, but even like I said, he, he was real good and gracious. Yeah. About not going, listen, dumbass. <laughs> you know? Yeah, don't tell me how to don't do tell it. Tell me how to do it. He'd let you talk and then, and he'd make say, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, and, and then he'd you know say, well, like, you, you know, know, I thought of that, but you know, but you know, you know, we've experienced this and this and this, and then in the end, he just kind of showed you why you should have just kept your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but going if you if you go if we go back, you know, no a little ever bit more. again. Uh, yeah, we, we've got a little something to reflect back on so now if something doesn't work you can be like well yeah it didn't work the last time that happened so maybe there's a pattern here and right Mm -hmm. you know but clayton's just he's had so much success at it that you know a lot of like you said he just he knows what to do he knows where them things are going to be you know he knows that the ones he really wants don't show up till after midnight so there's no point in being out there when it gets dark at six o'clock then run around the lake for six hours burning gas (laughs) When sense. the really big gators are going to show up at midnight when most guys are mm-hmm. getting discouraged and leaving the lake, you know, well, now it's time to show up because this is when things are going to happen. We've noticed that with coyote hunting, too, is that mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to get out there as soon as the sun sets. Like, right. we've noticed a lot of times where we would we would literally spend hours in the dark before we even saw our first coyote, but then all of a sudden it would light up, you know, yes. you'd see several. So why did you waste those first yeah, four well, and hours? We kept doing that, but then we like, we noticed a pattern fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, after a half a dozen times out where it was like, you know, we never see anything until, you know, X time. Right. And so why, so, why waste your effort? Yeah. So then instead of being in such a rush to get out there at six o'clock where, you know, you guys could just chill and hang out and mm-hmm. like you well, said, everybody else is coming in because they're discouraged after not seeing shit for three hours. Yes. So, so, but no, like I said, it's, uh, it's like anything you, you do, the more you do it, the more you're going to learn, the more experiences you'll have that'll, uh, I'll either discourage you or encourage you, but, uh, but it was just a blast. Like I said, to everybody out there, do something new, do something yeah. you've never done. I was before. excited to hear you guys go on it. And I was even more excited to hear the stories and stuff because it was like i said i never thought of doing a gator hunt until you guys went and i was like well actually that sounds like Mm -hmm. a lot of fun yeah so and and like some of the guys we saw out there they were just in little flat bottom john boats with a little heaven 25 horse yeah a little 25 horse heaven rude motor and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh but the disadvantage you have there is you can't get everywhere you want to be in that style of boat where that airboat, you can run across open water, and it, quite frankly, it doesn't perform nearly as well on water that's six or eight or ten or twelve feet Which deep. Which is funny for something open. with boat in the name. Correct, yeah. <laughs> but it, it clearly does not perform near as well. Just the shape of the hull and everything, and the way yeah, it's, it's got designed, a purpose. It doesn't really start to perform until you get into those weed beds 
and into that shallow water. In a water, foot of water. And, or if need be, run across some dry ground for a little bit to get from one point, from point A to point B. Yeah, we know? spent a lot of time on dry ground. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, we when we <laughs> had a bait out, we pulled up in, there was like a cow pasture not far away, and a cattle dog walked right up to the edge of the boat. Me yeah. and Clayton are talking. Dad goes, where'd you come from? <laughs> and this dog came walking up and sniffing hmm. the boat, walking around, then walked away. And it was so you're just, on, that's total solid ground. I mean, yeah, yes, there's yeah, no and water. That's, and that's typically what we would do. We wouldn't, you'd throw that bait out and you didn't sit on top of it. You know, you, you had your, your tether there, your line, and you'd park that boat, you know, right there on shore. And then... That way, the boat wouldn't want to float float away or blow mm-hmm. away in the wind or anything like that. So you're sitting on solid ground, and mm-hmm. you got to get out and take a leak or whatever. And then the next thing you know, some dog shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of the airboat; you can literally go anywhere. anywhere. Is it too. slow to start on solid ground? Like get yourself moving? Not I mean, really. It's, essentially, it's air pushing you. Yeah, the the hard ground wasn't bad. A uh, couple times we got stuck a little bit. And it was more in mud. Muddy grass. Like muddy grass. It just grass. grips to yeah, the boat a little bit. You get that suction. Kind of like, a, like, when like a muck boot in your... Yes. Yeah. Yep. Or if the grass got real tall... Uh, It'd like lift you up and then it would kind of stack up in front of the bow. You. So we'd have to get out of the boat and, and step just... it down to, to help. Now, they make airboats that have those... Grass rakes. Grass rakes or guards or whatever they call to help lay that down. But for what Clayton does in his boat... Doesn't make sense to have. It got in his way all the time. It was just, it was an inconvenience to it him. Goes with his experience, you know. Yes. Used to probably had them and. Yeah. Well, well, then there's there's applications. You probably suggested to him, you know, you should probably get some of them rakes. <laughs> well, when we were riding around in the marsh the one day, I was like, why? Because like, I saw a bunch of other boats with those grass rakes on them. Like, why do they have it? You know, and it's just the way they use the boat. They mm-hmm. it makes sense to have it, but the way Clayton uses the boat, you don't want it. Yeah, so one it, more thing in the way. Yeah, so it's just all about the application of the boat. Yeah, the gotcha. trim carpenter doesn't own a twenty-four ounce frame and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that that kind he of he knows thing. the tools he needs. And, right, mm-hmm. you know what you know what works best for what you're doing. You know, and like I said, some of those guys are running around oh. out there in six hundred cubic inch V eight engines that are a thousand horsepowers, nitrous oxide. You know, mm-hmm. Clayton ain't got no use for that. He's out there fishing and gator hunting and. You know, running the marsh. The fastest he needs to go is 20 miles an hour. Yeah, but it sounds like he said his boat will do almost 70. Yeah, he said it will do 70. Yeah. Because I asked him, like, when we first got there, I was looking at it. I was like, how fast will this thing go? He's like, 70, but we will never go that fast. I was like, how do you know? I was just thinking, I was like, maybe we should do it one time, but we never really got it going. I was was a little bit bummed. That's the only letdown of the trip is that Clayton didn't really open up the airboat. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's better off not to end a perfectly good yeah. weekend with, <laughs> with a crash boat. <laughs> yeah, kind of like when Clayton's dad offered to let me drive. Yeah, you know this. We'd been out a couple of nights, and then Saturday, which was going to be our last night to hunt, we spent mm-hmm. the day on that long run through the marsh, and we were coming back in, and we got into a spot that was a very safe place to run an airboat. And Clayton's dad asked me, you know, Whitey was with Clayton, I was with his dad, two different boats, and. And he looked at me and goes, hey, you want to try driving it? 
And I just looked at him and said, yeah, I'd love to, but there's no reason to screw up a perfectly good day by putting some greenhorn. (laughs) (laughs) Got to respect that. Behind the wheel of the boat. I said, let's just leave well enough alone. So this is going really, really well. Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep it that way. way. I mean, I would have loved to. I would have loved to drive one too, but I would have done the same thing. If he would have offered me, I would have been like, I really wish I could say yes. Not the time to do that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but in, in, Chris even said, he goes, I only offered because we were in the perfect place to do it. And yeah. like, I get all that. I said, and I appreciate it. But What's the controls? Is it like it's almost a, like a, a stick? It's like a skid steer almost? Yeah. Because they okay. just have fins in the back that turn. Yeah. So you've got, like th- you got a throttle and a it, throttle's but, a foot pedal. Yep. Okay. And then so you just have a lever that you pull to you or push away from you to go right and left. And that's it. That was it probably easy to go sharp turns if you're not careful like i would imagine you could oh, if you, you turn can, those... you can put it right into a flat spin i don't know if did you notice when mm-hmm. chris did it yeah that one spot we came into it just turns on a dime like that or he just not even turns on a dime you just lose control and it spins it just spins <laughs> i mean and chris did it. we came at, just a helicopter <laughs> we, we got into a nice little flat with just the right amount of water i mean he, he knows what he's looking at those guys do i mean i he's probably driven over that area a, a thousand a million times, times. Yeah. Yeah. they know they they know how to read the ground that they're looking at, the amount of water that's there, the types of grasses, everything. And we come on, we actually just crossed like a little road. Mm-hmm. That we yeah, we actually, on. it was, I, that was one of the funniest things about this airboating trip that we went on. We were coming up to this one intersection and there was a sign that said, watch for traffic. Cause we were literally <laughs> drove on the road, road with the boat. <laughs> it <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah. So they had like a little skid style bridge that took you up the embankment across the road and back down into the, the other side of the marsh. But it was definitely a very different sign to see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we come off of that, got into the spot and, and Chris just kind of, you know, pulled back on the stick, gunned the throttle and sent the boat into a little 360 flat spin, just as quick and simple as you could imagine. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they're very, they're very, very maneuverable. If you know you, how to, if drive. you know how to drive one. <laughs> So, good but that sounds like a really fun hunt that yeah i'm hoping definitely. you guys get to do again i'm hoping i get to do again <laughs> or not yeah. again i'd like to do for, for the, the first, first time, time. Yeah. yeah yeah no so. definitely it's definitely worth doing and like i said it wasn't just the hunting aspect it was everything else we did like riding around in the airboats it was just the whole thing was an amazing trip yeah good deal yeah because yeah, that's the first time either of us have even been in an airboat yeah yeah that's i, I can't say so, i have right i mean most people in Pennsylvania probably have not experienced no, so, I mean, at, at that point, our, our three-day, four-day vacation was already made. Do you yeah. need to let Mike know that you guys want airboats for Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Clayton did inquire. Yeah, they're illegal that, where we're at. And in our area, they're illegal. Oh, probably because they're just so useful. They do use airboats in part of Alaska. That surprises uh, me, actually. But uh, apparently they're not legal where we're at. I always just assume airboats weren't allowed to cross the, na- the Mason-Dixon. Like, <laughs> it just seems that you way. come any farther north, we got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. Like the propeller spins the wrong way, and it just doesn't work above the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, hey. yeah, yeah, well, I appreciate you jumping on last minute, but, you know, that's the way deer season well, goes. Well, this or keep working out in the garage all night. And, yeah. yeah. And come in and have a drink and talk to us. Right. So. So. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate it again. Um, we're going to hopefully catch up with – who we were supposed to have soon. Um, we'll be continuing the deer season or deer camp series next week. Um, so until then, make sure you guys are all getting outside. Hey, you're going to tell us who shot the 10 point after we get off the air. 
after we get off the air, yeah, but these guys are not going to know. <laughs> That's for a later episode. <laughs> Did they?